Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, daily reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I am your host, Hara Sakaria. Field Log, Day 3. Journal and Reflect. Journaling means a lot of different things to different people. You know, some people use it as a, like a word vomit kind of situation where you sit down and you just write whatever's on your mind. And other people use it to, I don't know, maybe work through traumas or issues. Some people might just talk about their day like a diary. Those are all great ways to use journaling if you find them helpful to clear your mind. But what I'm talking about specifically here, when I say journal and reflect, is, is a deliberate, specific practice to help you to iterate on whatever it is that you're working on or whatever you're doing, even on yourself as a person. So the general idea here, I'll just talk about what I do to, 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 give, um, to give an idea of what I, exactly I mean by journaling and reflecting. For me, journaling is, it's like 50% business, 50% creative, if that makes sense. Some of my journaling is very rigid. I'll take the seven pillars, um, which are in the warrior king ethos, the seven areas of life that you devote your time to in order of importance. And just a quick rundown of those, they are spirit or God, stewardship and money, body, craft, mind, relationships, and leisure. So I have one line for each one of those when I journal, and I will put my goals for that particular category on that day in them. So, you know, maybe first line says spirit, and I'll put pray two times today and go to liturgy or go to vespers or read X amount of pages in this book. And then the next line would be money and be like, well, go to my job, do my work. And then maybe, I don't know, look at investment tools, whatever it is that I have going on that day. And that's a very mechanical process, which is not what most people would think of when they think journaling. You know, most people will think, dear diary, today I had a great day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of utility in, in a journaling practice like that, where you write down whatever it is that you're doing today and whatever you did yesterday and sort of grade, like review what happened that day. So the model I use is based pretty closely on a software development life cycle principle called the stand-up. And some of you might have heard of this methodology, but Scrum or Agile, and most of you wouldn't have if, you're, if you don't work in technology. But the idea is if you have a software development team, you'll get together every morning with that team for a meeting called the stand-up. And it's called that because usually people are actually standing. You won't be sitting in a chair to make it go quickly, you know, to make people slightly less comfortable. And every developer on the team will go around a circle and say, what did I work on yesterday? What am I going to work on today? And what are my blockers? Blockers are things that are preventing you from getting your work done. Maybe you're working on a software feature and you need approval from another team and they haven't sent the approval yet, so that's blocking you. That three-point checklist, yesterday, today, blockers, is incredibly powerful for your personal journaling practice. So I start my morning journaling with, what did I do yesterday? So I'll copy and paste yesterday's journal entry, and I'll put an X next to all the items that I didn't complete. So let's say my to-do list for yesterday included 30 minutes of real estate research. So under the yesterday section, I'll just copy and paste from yesterday's today, and I'll put an X next to real estate research and whatever other 
to-do items I missed that day. So that was yesterday. And then for today, you put whatever's on your to-do list now. So since I didn't do the real estate research yesterday, I might have to do it today. And then other items that might come up. And then blockers. And this one for me is more like reflective. This one's more about free-forming and reflecting on whatever it is that went right or went wrong that day. So it includes the blockers, but it's kind of a three, four sentence essay on how did the day yesterday go and you know what am I planning to do today? And it encapsulates blockers. So I might say something like, yesterday I didn't get the real estate research done because ABC. Today I'm gonna remediate that by doing XYZ. Now this is the kind of habit that just like yesterday's field log, I was talking about consistency. This is the kind of habit that if you do it consistently will take you orders of magnitude further than you would go without reflecting every day. Everyone, every one of us has a limited number of hours in the day, a limited amount of financial resources and intellectual resources and emotional resources and people resources. And the rays of the sun only burn when they're focused, meaning if you use a deliberate reflective tool like journaling and reflecting to see where am I going off track? Where am I on track? What are the differences between the, the habits that I consistently achieve and the habits that I consistently fail? How are they different? And comparing and contrasting and reflecting and to use the tech term, iterating. So if you have a, let's say a workout plan, that's like every morning, I'm gonna wake up at 5.30 in the morning, I'm gonna do what I need to do, wash my face, brush my teeth, get dressed, and go to the gym for an hour. And for some reason, you can't seem to get that done three times a week. You always miss your Friday workout. If you're journaling about this, by week three, you're just gonna say, I missed my Friday workout again. And then you can look back, what's different? Maybe it turns out that every Thursday night you're hanging out with your friends and you're drinking a little too much and you're waking up too grog and you're, you just hit the snooze button and you miss your workout time. So you can either move your Friday workout to Saturday or you can decide not to drink on Thursday nights knowing that you're going to have to be up early Friday to exercise. That kind of conclusion or revelation you're only going to be able to come to if you're actually looking at the issues that pop up consistently. And if you've read the 2023 Goal Setting Guide, which is available on warriorking.cx free of charge, little document that I wrote, about 50 pages on how to set and achieve goals, when you get to the section on daily goals, it actually talks about the exact method that I use to set those goals for the day. And then the section after that one is called tracking and it shows you how to keep track of the things that you're doing on a daily basis that you're trying to do consistently. Say, for example, you want to get in shape this year. I'll use the same example, the exercise example. You want to get in shape this year. Your goal for 2023 is to lose 20 pounds and to put on, I don't know, five, 10 pounds of muscle. So net loss of 10 pounds, but you want to lose 20 pounds of fat, gain 10 pounds of muscle. It's your first year working out. Those are very, very achievable numbers. And then you have quarterly goals of, well, this quarter, in order to get to 20 pounds of fat lost this year, I need to lose five pounds of fat this quarter. And if you're tracking that every week, and especially every day in your journaling practice, and you're looking and you're seeing, I'm not on track to actually lose this weight. I need to ratchet it up a notch. You have about 12 to 13 weeks in every quarter of the year. If by week three you've realized that it's not working and you need to maybe go full keto or 
reduce your calories a little more or add walking to every day, you know, walk 200 calories worth of walking every day, that's going to add up over the 13 weeks or the 10 weeks you have left at this point. So journaling and reflecting is an incredibly powerful way to use the compounding effect of time. And what do I mean by that? If you're journaling every day over the course of a year, you'll have reflected on your habits and your actions and how they're moving you towards your purpose almost 400 times by this time next year. If you decide in 2023, I'm going to introduce a daily journaling habit and my journaling process takes me 10 minutes total, including checking my email accounts, logging my daily habits, reading over my 10-year vision, which is something that I do every morning. So including all of those things is about 11 tabs that I open in my browser every day to journal. All of that together takes 10 minutes every morning. You have those 10 minutes. There is no way you can find 10 minutes in your morning routine. And if you absolutely can, set your alarm 10 minutes earlier. It's as simple as that. If you introduce that habit and you reflect on your actions every day, right? It's, it, it doesn't even mean working harder. It doesn't even mean putting in an extra, I don't know, hour every day of hard reflective labor or whatever. It's a very, very mild process, but a very intentional process. A lot of performance and achieving the goals that you set for yourself, the goals that you know will move you closer to your purpose, a lot of that doesn't actually come down to working harder. Some of it does. But a lot of it comes down to just being intentional. For example, in Atomic Habits, which is one of my favorite books of all time, I've listened to the audiobook version several times, highly recommend you either read it or listen to it. The author, James Clear, says something along the lines of, the average American uses social media about two hours a day. Which, first of all, is a lot. I don't know what people could be doing for two hours a day on social media. But if you take that number, two hours a day on average, let's say you're an average social media user, over the course of a year, that's more than 700 hours spent on social media. Now, if you go on the Foreign Service Institute's webpage, which is, I think, this government organization that teaches soldiers or military personnel how to or teaches them the language that they, they need to know for their assignments. So let's say you were some sort of um, spy and you were sent to, I don't know, Afghanistan. They'll teach you Arabic, basically. They have this scale they use. I think it's called the FSI scale. And it categorizes for native English speakers, on average, how long will it take you to learn certain languages? And I think there are four groups. The easiest group is Romance languages, obviously for native English speakers, Spanish, French, Italian. I think those are in the first group. And then it gets harder, it gets to like Romanian, and then eventually Greek, and then group four, I think is 2200 hours. That's the most it'll take you to learn a language. And that's tonal languages, like Mandarin and Cantonese, and I think Japanese is in that group as well, and maybe even Arabic. These are incredibly difficult to learn for English speakers. But if you look at group one, let's say Spanish or German, which German has a very large shared vocabulary with English, it's called lexical similarity. I think it's somewhere around 70%. It takes about 600 to 700 hours of concerted study, like, like direct effort to learn to, to fluency, right? To conversational fluency, to learn one of these languages. So if you're reflecting on your day every day, you might figure out by day 14, I spend a lot of time on social media. 
why did I, why do I keep missing my goal to do X, Y, Z? Why do I keep missing these tasks that I set for myself? And you see, oh, it's because I was on Instagram for three hours. If you actually use those two hours more intentionally, you could be fluent in another language by 2024. You haven't added more work. You're not cutting sleep. You're not cutting fun. You're cutting mindlessly scrolling on Instagram or YouTube or whatever your social media of choice is, TikTok, God forbid. A lot of getting things done is using this principle of reflection combined with yesterday's principle of consistency, right? Which I essentially explained means frequency. So if you do things every day and you do them intentionally, over the course of a year, the amount of growth you'll experience is, it's staggering. It's staggering the amount of growth you'll experience. And I know that in my personal life because I, sometimes I feel like I'm terrible at staying consistent. And I always reflect, but it seems like there's certain things that I just se- can't seem to get done. But at the end of every year, I always look back and I'm, I'm just floored by how far I'll have come. For example, over the course of 2022, my goal for my bench was to add about 40 pounds to my bench, which when you get to a certain stage is, is a lot of progress. And I took my bench from 295 for a single to 330, which is 35 pounds. And that was just about being intentional. So I set those goals and I was intentional and I missed plenty of meals. I missed plenty of workout sessions here and there for one reason or another. Plenty of days I didn't get all the water I was supposed to get. Plenty of days I didn't get all the sleep I was supposed to get, but constantly checking myself. Like, hey, wake up in the morning. I only slept six hours last night. I know for myself that I need nine hours. Why did I let this happen? What happened? Oh, I was on Instagram in my, on my phone, you know, scrolling. You catch that habit early. You might have the exact same amount of discipline as someone else. You might work just as hard as someone else. But if you're intentionally reflecting on things and constantly course correcting, it takes a little bit of effort and it goes a massive way. It's kind of like if you take 50 bucks out of every paycheck, let's say you get paid bi-weekly and you just auto deposit them into some sort of investment account. At the end of a year, you'll have deposited $1,200, but then there's interest in everything. If you just do that, you do that intentionally, you set something up like that intentionally, the effects will sort of carry for months or years or even decades if you're that consistent, which is fantastic. So what I'm trying to say is if you don't have a journaling practice already, just start. You don't have to start with the process that I use. You don't have to have the yesterday and the today and the blockers and the self-reflection. And then, you know, I check my weekly goals every day as well. You don't have to do any of that. Just start. If you get something ingrained, if you get your foot in the door, if you're not reflecting on your life or your day or your week or your month at all right now, just the practice of going to bed. And before you go to bed, just hop over to your desk real quick. Flip open a notebook. I like to do mine digitally, but you can do it handwritten, whichever way is more comfortable. And you just write just some thoughts about today. How did I do? Am I on track to be the man that God wants me to be? Am I on track to do what I'm supposed to do, to do what puts a fire in my belly, right? Puts a fire in my chest. There are certain things that really captivate us. And for every person, that will be different. And I, I consider those to be your unique gifts. It's not necessarily a skill that you're given, but a passion. Let's say you're really passionate about writing. Let's say you want to be a writer or a musician or you're really getting into the gym and you want to work hard and be consistent and build a strong, capable body. 
Every night, did I actually do what I was supposed to do today? I was at the gym, but I did skip two sets because I just, I wasn't really feeling it. And how does that make me feel about myself as a person? Is that how I see myself? Because cognitive dissonance is this very powerful tool where if you see yourself as somebody who's consistent, if your identity is invested in doing what you say you're going to do, or you see yourself as someone who's healthy, you think of yourself as an athlete, but you're always skipping two or three sets, or you skipped a meal, you didn't really feel like it, or you know you're supposed to be leaning out and you couldn't help it, you went to a Mexican restaurant. That cognitive dissonance only works if you actually notice it. So if you're constantly doing things that don't line up with your identity, for example, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll ask me fitness advice, um, how to put on muscle or how to lose fat or something along those lines. Generally, when people ask me how to lose fat, I will recommend a lower carb approach just because of how insulin factors into fat loss and fat gain in that. And you can read all about that in the Warrior King training protocol if you want. And I'll tell people, like, you should be getting about 100 grams of carbs or less to encourage your body to start burning fat. And then we can talk about going into a caloric deficit on purpose and stuff. Generally, that's not necessary because once people start to eat lower carb and increase their fat intake and their protein intake, it's very satiating and they start to lose fat naturally. But a lot of times I'll tell people to do this and after three or four weeks, I can't really tell the difference. I'm like, have you been eating low carb? You know, I, talk, I know we talked about this four weeks ago. And they'll be like, yeah, and, and I, I don't know. Like, I've been really good about my diet. And for some reason, I'm not losing the weight. And I'll ask them, how do you know you're being really good about your diet? And it turns out they weren't tracking. They weren't actually paying attention. They weren't reflecting. And there will come a point when you're so good at a particular skill, for example, keeping your diet clean, that you don't have to explicitly track anymore. But in the very beginning, especially, you should use... Uh, a calorie tracker or an, a macronutrient tracker like my fitness pal is is probably the most famous one and i used to use that for years until i got to the point where i'm at now where i i can eat based on intuition and i know how much 40 grams of protein looks like i know what x amount of carbs or calories would look like or fat i don't have to use that anymore as a tool but through being intentional and reflecting on my food intake every day for years i've built that skill so if you don't have a reflective practice right now, if you don't have a journaling practice, take three minutes today, this morning, when you're listening. You can afford three minutes. Take three minutes and just write about what, what do I want to do today? What are my goals? Jot down three goals. Start really small. I want to go to work and do a good job, right? Do honest day's work for my employer. I want to make intentional choices for lunch and dinner today. And I want to get to bed on time. You just say that. And then tomorrow morning, you can reflect on that and say, how did I actually do on yesterday's goals? Or you can even go more simple than that. You can just word vomit on the page for three minutes. What's on your mind right now? But unless you start introspecting, unless you start reflecting on your actions and your choices, you're never actually going to be able to fulfill your God-given purpose. I've never actually met somebody who didn't at least implicitly act like he or she had a purpose. Most people will say it explicitly like this is my passion this is what i care about this is what i'd like to do with my life take conscious steps it's not more difficult it's not more work it just requires more intention that's it for today's phil log 
If you like what you hear, you know what to do. You can follow this podcast on whatever platform it is that you're using. You can also leave us a review. That definitely helps, especially in the early stages, trying to get some momentum going. You can also find me on Instagram if you want at XXLHara. You can go give me a follow, shoot me a message. We can have a conversation. You can also find Warrior King on Instagram at warriorking.cx and also our website, which is warriorking.cx, just like the Instagram handle. And the website has the 2023 goal setting guide, which I mentioned earlier, which is my method for setting and achieving actionable specific goals. And you can also find the Warrior King training protocol, which is the training routine that I use to train less than three hours a week and build the physique and the strength that I've been able to build over the last decade. If any of that seems like fun to you, go seek it out. It's all free of charge. Go enjoy it. And as always, conquer the day. Conquer the day.